So we're on TikTok. I don't know if you guys have seen we it. We did all right. We're doing okay in our first little bit on TikTok. If you haven't seen us yet, follow us there. It's fun. But what's the, the name of the TikTok? Thing, what's the, oh, it's the BNB podcast. All one word. Right. The BNB podcast. Third time now, Brent said it. One of the funniest things in my lifetime that I've seen on that app came from the video I posted that we will get to later. There was a comment on it that called Brandon the white Snoop Dogg. I still laugh every time I see the damn because I've never noticed. I would love a little more (laughs) in-depth. I want to know. I'm I'm flattered, (laughs) I think. Because if you know Brandon, it's not all that inaccurate. But, like, when I look at you, I, my first thought wasn't white Snoop Dogg. <laughs> but when you're watching the video, absolutely it's white Snoop Dogg. <laughs> so thank you Dude. to whoever commented that. I loved every second of it. Welcome back to the podcast. Uh, we're here again, as always, on Fridays because this is what we do. And we have fun with it. Uh, there's a shit ton of news we got to get through. We might as well start with the biggest one of the week. Tiger Woods was in a one-car I guess you can't call it a collision, but accident, we'll call it, uh, that totaled the hell out of his car. And for a while there, it did not look pretty for Tiger Woods. And if you saw the crash, it didn't look like Tiger Woods should have made it out of there. And they've mentioned that. But uh, fortunately, Tiger Woods is, by all accounts, he's okay. He Obviously, he went through surgery for his legs. He's got a lot of rehab to do, and he's got more surgeries to do, most likely. But uh, he is alive, and he is well in health, we'll call it. And he made it out of there. So big. I mean, a lot of people have brought it up, and I think it's an interesting co- conversation to have here. Do you think this is the end of Tiger Woods' golf career? Um, I don't think it's, I guess, the end of the, the career. I think it's the end of the, the competitive career for him. Okay. To, be, to be competitive in this, this style of game now, people, yeah. you know, players are hitting longer. Players are able to, right. to you know – as as much as he's a really great irons player, like to, mm-hmm. you need a lot of of leg motion and you gotta have some rotation to yeah. yeah. No, you're right. And he also he also doesn't have you know the the benefit of time. You know, being 45 and sure. and having already gone through a career like sure. You know, his his 2019 Masters was was great because it was vintage Tiger. You know, because he'd been there, done that, and he knew where to go, and he yep. he knew that day. This is you know this is where I had success, and this and is he knew what to do again. Yep. Absolutely, yeah, and he and he showed us that, right? But yeah. it wasn't like he he came back and and was this great, no, great hitter, you know. And no. it, it's truly unfortunate because yeah. he was still able to hang around, yeah, and he was still, still able to. He's be... still been competitive in a few major tournaments. Um, I don't think I don't know. This is if there's anyone that was ever going to come back from this and be a damn good golfer afterwards, it's Tiger Woods because that guy treats his body like a goddamn temple. And I, th- I think what he can do physically, will, he would be able to come back from this rehab if he wants to. I don't know if he's at a stage in his life where he's thinking, yeah, I want to go back and be a pro golfer. Because what, what does he have left to prove, really, right? It's a, it's a big mental game, too, right? Yeah. Like, and that's... You could You're going to constantly be thinking about it, like, the entire time. Yeah, absolutely. Time. And, you know, a lot of golf is your lower body rotation. And, and yeah. for him, like, it's that leg... It's and legs and... Is it his? Is it his right leg? Or I don't or know. Because... I I don't actually fully know the situation. I don't know if they've actually reported it. I could be wrong, but I don't know if it is. It, if if it's... where it is on the leg matters too. Like if 
excuse mm-hmm. me, if it's in your shins, I don't think it's as big a deal. Like if you just busted up the bottom half of his leg, that's recoverable. But if you start getting closer to the hips and like the, the is the femur the bigger one, whatever it is, the, the, the bone in your thighs, um, then you're running into trouble because those are pretty, that's a lot of your support and a lot of your rotation. And if you have to start fusing stuff in there, you're going to run into problems. He's already had back issues. He's already had knee issues, if I'm not mistaken. And like, those are two things that are going to start hurting in that car crash. Like, especially your back, you get that jarred around a little bit. That could be something that flares up. And I think that could affect his mental game, as you said, because you're always thinking about it now, right? It's, it's tough, but golf is a game you can play till the day you die. Oh, I don't think that he's going to lose his competitive edge. Like no. if anything, it's going to, it's going to fire him up. Right. I, yeah. I agree with what you're saying. He's definitely one of those people who can get that extra, yeah. extra gear and, and push himself to do something incredible. And we've seen it, but you know, it, it's, you're right. What, what more does he have to prove? And yeah. he, he can start, you know, a new chapter with this and, and mm-hmm. just take it, it for what it is and, you know, be, be lucky that he walked away with it. Right. That's a notoriously bad stretch of road apparently. And yeah, apparently in where he, where he crashes, there's been many accidents and it's like well known as being dangerous. And yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's a one car accident that, that he walked it's away weird. from. So. It's, it's wild because when you heard it at first, it was like, oh, one car, nothing else, no skid marks, just flew right off the road or whatever it was. And when you hear that, I don't know about you, but personally my mind went straight to alcohol because I know he's had issues in the past or like drug, alcohol, anything of that mixture. And they said they found nothing in the report so far. So, I mean, I would be real interested to see what happened and just like, yeah, like how it, you it, end it, up in the state where that car was at. It could have been speed, you know, it could have been mm-hmm. d- distraction. It, it, there's a lot of elements, right? Sure. It could have just been, it, it could have been anything f- for sure, right? And we're never going to know. So it's we're going to have to take come it. out even if it. No, it, absolutely. Like this is, this is what we're going to have to take it for. It's crazy. The story. And, yeah. But on the other hand, this could very well be something that Tiger covers up just because he's Tiger Woods. So, I mean, it's. I feel like, know. yeah, you know, it's. it's, it's Even a, if there was something involved, you're not, you don't want to sewer the man like that. It's a tough know. situation because of those past yeah. experiences, right? Because yep. of the past that he brings with him. Yeah, this isn't even the first thing he's been in with with a car. I mean, the other one was a little enticed, but he did put his car into a tree not that many years ago. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, this is just thing. It's, it's, it's scary to see. I'm glad he's okay. I mean, that's a guy you don't want to lose, especially because he has, I believe it's two kids, right? He's a son and a daughter, if I'm not mistaken. Right. And Charlie seems right. like he's going to be something special on the tour himself. You don't want to see him grow, grow up without a dad. So, and that's, you know, the, the, this, that could be part of his next chapter. Yep. Is, that, uh, I think you know, that you could. Give for Charlie to, to show what he's got. Yeah. For sure. I think that could play into his decision on whether or not he wants to continue his PGA career. Because, like I said, he's done everything he needs to do. Even if he wins a bunch of tournaments from here on out, it doesn't really affect his legacy, win or lose. Like, Tiger is what Tiger was already. And this is just, we're just happy to be watching Tiger Woods golf. So I think if you're just kind of looking at it now, if you're Tiger Woods, you know what? You've done it. You want to raise your kid. You want to see Charlie become the next Tiger Woods. That would be, I think that's really cool for him. And I, I don't blame him for it. I think I wouldn't count him out yet, but it's definitely a possibility that he could be. Yeah, no, wishing him well in his recovery, though. Yeah, for sure. Like The golf thing's on the back burner, realistically. Like The bottom line is he made it out of there fine by all accounts apart from his legs, and he's go- he's going to walk again, which is something that you wouldn't expect. The it's guy that, that one of the police officers on scene literally said, it's it's one of the crashes you look at that you were shocked that someone made it out of there alive. 
and the fact that he did it's it's huge and it's good news on a shit situation now we have a lot of hockey to talk and i gotta start it with last week apparently because it just keeps buzzing around so much um apparently i have things to address here because last week we talked about uh mcdavid and Drysaddle versus Matthews and Marner. My opinion hasn't changed on the matter. And I posted that video to TikTok. Got a lot of views. Got a lot of negative comments, too. And if you're talking about that video, I would expect the negativity to be about the fact that we both kind of picked Matthews and Marner over Connor and Leon. But it wasn't, realistically. Like, the, that, it was kind of split on that. There was obviously some people that don't know what they're talking about that said the opposite as we did, so whatever. But the biggest issue with it was people just hated the fact that I didn't say Connor McDavid is the best player in the NHL. And I still stand by it. I don't think, like, you can bash me all you want and say I don't know what I'm talking about and I don't watch hockey, which is an absolute joke. But, hey, you could, you could say whatever you want about me. It's not going to hurt me. I don't mind. You're wrong, but I don't mind. <laughs> I, will have this, I will have this opinion till the day I die as of right now because Connor McDavid, incredible hockey player. Plays with the fourth best player in the NHL. And don't tell me that they're not on the same line. I get that. I understand that they don't play on the same line five on five for most of the game. But you look in situations like, I think it was game one against Vancouver. They had a six-minute shift together at five on five. Six minutes they were out there together. So they play together. They play together on the power play. They play together at five on five when they need a goal. They play together at four on four when they need it. They play in the overtimes together. They play together. So don't come at me with this, oh, McKinnon's got such and such, and McDavid plays on his own. No, he doesn't. No, he doesn't. He plays with one of the best players in hockey. McKinnon, on the other hand, plays with Miko Rantanen 50% of the time because he's been hurt for half a season every single season. And then you look at the other side, and people are like, oh, he plays with Landis Cog. Landeskog is the equivalent of maybe Ryan Nugent Hopkins every single season before uh, Nate Mack got good. Like, don't tell me that he has more weapons in Colorado. Come the fuck on. He is better. He's just he he's a better defender. He's got a better shot. He just doesn't have McDavid's speed, but he's got something close to it with his. Like, ugh, it's ugly. I hate it. I hate I I hate it. But yeah, I'm moving David right now. Yep. But like Connor McDavid right now plays with with Nuge, who was a former sure. first overall pick, and and Puliyarvi, who was a former fourth overall pick. So if exactly. you want to look at it, and the way that the offense is designed, and hmm. like they're just they're definitely different players. I see both points, right? It, to sure. me, it really depends on what your perfect definite like player is. Right? There's certain things that you love in a game, and there's certain mm-hmm. things that you hate in a game. Mm-hmm. And obviously, Nate Mack has more things than Connor McDavid. And that's cool. And you can see why, right? Yeah. Like there's some people who, for, dude, for a while, I would tell you that Jonathan Taves is my favorite player. Was yeah. he ever like top in the league? No. no. But no. what he brought to the game was exactly what I loved and what I fell in love with from the moment he came to the team. Yeah. And that's why I would say it because it's, it's, that's who it is. I don't need yeah. him to be points. I need three cups and a team guy. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. And like, but I, I understand if people want to say the opposite. But if you come into the argument with me and say, oh, Connor has more points, you've already lost this argument. Because if you're looking at the game of hockey with just points as the reason why you're the best player in the NHL, you're already wrong. Because all around, Nate Mack is better on the back end and a lot of other uh, aspects than McDavid is. 
Like if you, other asses. As, as if if yes. you gave Nate McKinnon Leon Dreisaitl on his line, he would be putting up Connor numbers. And I think I'm not saying Connor McDavid's bad. I think Connor McDavid is the best offensive player in the NHL. I don't, I, I, I'm not that stupid as to think that Connor McDavid isn't good. He's the best offensive player in the NHL. But Nate's not that far behind him offensively, and he's significantly better defensively and at five-on-five five than Connor McDavid's ever been. It's just, it's such a stupid argument to have because it's one and one A. They're both incredible. It's, it's McDavid and McKinnon and then everybody else. There's no one even close to those two. I, I just think, yeah, though, we're, at, we're at a point where we can, we can argue that. Yeah. Right? And at one point, dude, there was a – I remember there was a layover of, is Crosby still one? Is, mm-hmm. does, does McDavid take that over? Does McKinnon take that over? Because like, mm-hmm. all these players just started coming in, right? They're just flooding the NHL. Yep. And, like, dude, none of them are, <laughs> are even in their 30s yet. None of them have been around – like hardly past their their entry level contracts, right? They're like just getting into the first two three years of their of their big deals. Yeah, yeah. Like, That's the other thing too is like you want to talk about like oh McKinnon had a he wasn't he, like he just started to become this. He's still twenty five. Like we're not talking um, about a guy that rookie year man. He was explosive his yeah. rookie year, and then he fell apart for a couple years there when Colorado was dog shit, and then he just can't he he completely changed his way of life. Not even just and they. His way they went days. through changes as well, man. They yeah. they brought it. like Patrick Wall. I'm pretty sure was he was he not there? Brought when, them to the playoffs they... one year and then was dog right. shit the next year. You um, know, it, it takes a while to find your identity and to really to really figure out what works well with with McKinnon, mm-hmm. right? Because he's such a powerful, explosive skater who yeah. like you need a a, a ran in to be there yeah. with him and a Landis Cog to just be that power forward with a bit of a an offensive upside. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to to be sure. there, yeah, like that's. They they matched him perfectly, and this, and now he's grown, and they've done exactly everything they needed to do to yeah. to get make him successful. So they gave him guys that know how to put the puck in the net. That's all they had to do was just hand this incredible playmaker these two guys that just can shoot the puck, and that's all they had to do. Um, if you ever want to look up something interesting, just go look up what McKinnon did for himself after like he had a shit year one year and he decided like fuck it i'm i'm just i need to buckle down and he like changed his entire health regimen got his blood tested so that he could figure out what he needs from what different thing and i know a lot of athletes do it but like he's full commitment to that and he trains with sid and uh Marshawn out in halifax obviously they're incredible man they they and, go out and, yeah it, they're, and he's just an out. absolute freak of nature when it comes to that but like nobody wants to hear that because if you oh edmonton fans the worst i'm sorry the worst. Not all of them. Obviously, there's some good ones, and you can say the same thing about Toronto fans. There's a lot of garbage Toronto fans. I don't disagree with that. I feel like just sports, like NHL fans in general, yeah. are pretty patriotic but about like, their team, and they're not really afraid to say anything about it. No, that's fine. <laughs> you know, we're garbage. Like Boston's pretty garbage, right? Like we would say that, like yeah. you know, screw yeah. those Bruins and and but things like, like this. Toronto and Edmonton, we are one. We are the same because, like, yes, there's some trash Leaf fans. I've seen some really bad takes from from some respectable Leaf fans. But if you ever say anything negative about either McDavid or Drysidel, you have just insulted a god. If you're if to these Edmonton fans, because man, I put that on there, and all of a sudden I was just getting like ripped apart for these takes that weren't even that like they weren't that. You bad. know what though? That's that's what we love about this, oh, and that's that's what we're so here fun. for. We appreciate so that. I love being keep here. it com- keep it coming. Because Bond's got more. This is not oh, even the oh, end of it. That's not even like the worst take I've ever had. I think that's reasonable. 
especially if I look, if you deep dive into it, it's a reasonable thing. Yeah. I can pull up the numbers, but it's no fun. It's just easy. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Yeah. So that's fun. Keep hitting me with your, your takes. Yeah. Speaking of worst, worst takes, fun. just because I want to get this out of the way yep. for the worst takes. Yep. Um, Jeff, Jeff Skinner is about to become a healthy scratch for the third game in a row. Third, and uh, I've been three. I think it's four now. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Four. And um, I remember, I think, what, a year ago? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I said that he was going to lead the league. Oh, my God. I forgot about that. Oh, he was supposed shit. to be with Jack because he came off a forty-goal year, and I was like, "Oh, Jeff Skinner's figured it out." Nope. Oh my god, I forgot we did that. Yeah. Oh, I'm so sorry. To be fair, pretty boozed. Yeah. Weird. Yeah. yeah. We like to drink on those ones. Those were good. Yeah, the ones that we were like hanging out on the couch. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. way better. Those were the oh, hottest yeah. takes we ever had. Absolutely. That's. Oh, yeah, I forgot so, you did that. Oh, that's rough, a, man. Buffalo's in shambles. I don't get like, it. Like, I really they, don't understand. It, you know what, though? I think this shows the importance of goaltending. Like, this comes sure. from the net out. Like, this For is sure. this is exactly it. Because their offense, man, it, you should be able to figure this out, man. They have found a bit of a – Their top a two bit of a should gem. be good. They found a bit of a gem in, in Olsen. Mm-hmm. Getting Taylor Hall was unreal. Eric Stahl, yep. bringing him in. Like, you should be Who able – hasn't been good, mind you. He, no, but he but... – but he's a professional, and yeah. and he's been good in the past. Of, he should still be good. And they're just kind of—I think—they're kind of overexposing his role, though, right? Like, yeah. especially being in the division that they're they're tucked into, right? It's yep. it's tough. So, yep. I think they're kind of overusing him a little. But, but yeah, no, their their net is just there's nothing there, and they've they're, done it every single year. They put good. it second. No, they they had a chance. They had Robin Leonard. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously, but he was he was a very through, different Robin Leonard. So I don't right. That's what I was gonna say. Fun. He was going through probably his like his hardest point in the NHL. Yeah, and like his he he was very vocal about that, and you know he's a very absolutely very different Robin Leonard now. Mm-hmm. But they just they don't really attract the goaltending they need. No, no. It we talked about this yesterday and on last yesterday. Holy yesterday, English is hard today. Um, I talked about it yesterday on, on, on my other podcast and we were going over their draft picks. Uh, it's not pretty from what they've done in the past, since 2012, like, like 2012, they drafted Grigorenko and Gergensen's uh, round one and two. They're both gone. Hmm. Aren't they? Or unless Gergensen's, Gergensen's might still be there. He's got, has gone either way. They get Ristol Linen, Zadorov, Comfer. Uh, who else is in there? Cal Peterson. All in 2013. They're only holding on to Rissa Linen still. Yeah, he's he's been a, a who's a, you know, okay. Yeah, they, they got him eighth overall. Over. I'm pretty sure there were yeah. some names behind him too that they should have mm-hmm. went with. Uh, 2014, they get Sam Reinhart. He's been fine, not good. Respectable career. He's, he's okay. But, um, mm-hmm. They also got Brennan Lemieux in the second round, who's a gritty son of a bitch who they <laughs> let go of. Uh, obviously, they get Jack Eichel in the round one of 2015, and that worked out. But they got absolutely nothing else in that draft. Um, Alex Nylander with their eighth, eighth overall pick in 2016, and he's gone. Cliff Blue's in there. Uh, he's gone. They traded him to Chicago for Yuki Haru. Yuki Haru, yeah. Yuki Haru should be good, but he's, I don't know, you just can't be good on that team. They got a lot of European defensemen, you know? <laughs> Dude, all of their drafts is this, all ends with the N-E-N or S-O-N. Right. All of them. Right. Uh, they get Casey Middlestat the next year. Obviously, he hasn't been very good. They just they miss on so many draft picks, and the ones that are okay, they get rid of. 
Like realistically, I mean, all the names. Is Casey Middlestack still there? I believe so. I, I thought, thought he was, was in Pittsburgh or something. I could have been wrong. You on that. might be right. I think they coming to think of it. I think. Yeah, like that's what I mean. I, he's not even on the team anymore. <laughs> no, like they just I'm they miss on a lot. He's still in the Sabers apparently. He's in the okay, AHL. Well, I was wrong. Okay, that's fine. He I, he got placed on waivers, I think, and I think that was the one thing. Um, but yeah, they just miss That's on a lot. Crazy. But like, they're he's twenty-two years old. Yeah, it's nuts. It's nuts. Um, no, there's talk of the fact that they there. they may look into trading Jack Eichel. If he wants no, out, can't. I guess you have no choice. No, you can't though. No, you can't win a Jack Eichel trade. No, there's no there's no scenario that I'm looking at that Buffalo can make a trade and win a Jack Eichel trade. Like there were there were players in the past. Like Eric Carlson's a good example. Mark Stone's a good example. You could win those trades because at least Eric Carlson is kind of in the middle of his career and he's going to sign an absolute ticket at that point, and you can't afford that ticket. So you can recoup assets and be like, yeah, it's fine. We weren't going to pay him ten and a half million anyways, which is cool. And they they who they not like did they not get a lot of players for that too? Like I'm trying to think hey. of who they have on their active. I didn't Foster like right the now. trade at the time, but they ended Wasn't up getting like Brandstrom like, was one of them. I think they ended up getting no, that was the Mar- uh, Mark Stone deal. I think they got Brandstrom. Okay, but they got like Demello and then the Sharks' first round pick in last year. This the yeah. season that just happened, and they ended up getting the first, or the second, second and fourth overall picks where they got Stutzel and Sanderson. So I think right. the Sharks' pick ended up being Sanderson. Yeah, because I think they got second. Mm-hmm. So I mean, that, that's a good really, trade in long in hindsight. And like, remember Ottawa? Man, everybody was scared because they had traded away, which like their first first round pick to mm-hmm. Colorado for Matt Duchesne, and that didn't work out at all. No, and they ended up being the fourth overall pick. Like, and then they kept that that one to get mm-hmm. the fourth overall pick, and it ended right, up the next year. Yeah, I think. No, it was uh, Bowen. No, no, sorry. Like Ottawa hung yeah. on to the one because they had the right, choice yeah. between the two. They hung on to the one picked, when they were yeah, fourth. Yeah, they picked the check. You're right. Yeah, uh, which was weird to me, but whatever it stands. However, we're talking about a trade where it was Eric Carlson at what 30, 29, 30, something like that. We're talking about a Jack Eichel that is 24 years old, still under contract for five years. I think you're not winning that trade, no matter who you get. Like you, you're gonna need like three first, a prospect, and a player in order to make that Jack Eichel deal it, worth it. It's gonna need to be like a Gretzky type deal where you yeah. sell everything for him. Like mm-hmm. you need a player now, a player tomorrow, mm-hmm. and three players for the next five years. Like, yeah, because like there's there, I don't see any other team doing it for starters. I don't know if there's any team that is desperate enough that they're gonna get rid of the entire farm system and some draft picks and players for a Jack Eichel. And if you don't get that, it's just not worth it. But hey, they seem to want to do it. If they want to be a dumpster fire, that's fine. We're going to but be why in would you next wanna, year anyways. Why would you want to commit to an absolute another teardown, right? Like we've we've watched them go through high pick after to. high pick where they like they, they drafted but they drafted Rasmus Dalin. They drafted sure. first oh, overall, dude. they drafted Jack Eichel at first overall. Like they've had they've never, top ten picks for how many years? And okay, so, then, so that was the other thing. They since twenty twelve. Actually, we'll go back to 2011. So, oh, they got Joel Armia in 2011 at 16th overall, right? So, they okay. drafted 16th, 12th, and 14th the next year. 8th the and 16th the year after that. 2nd, 2nd, 8th, 8th, 1st, 7th, and 8th. All over since 2011. 
10 years. In the past 10 years, they've been that bad and they're still bad. They well, they're need to terrible. Up. They're absolutely terrible. I'm it's not brutal. denying that, but so you bad. have, you've signed Jack Eichel to the contract of we're going for it. <laughs> we're going to go for it in this time span. We're going to build around you. I know. And then what, two years into his deal, you're going to trade him? You, yeah, there's really, Three years, you don't have a lot of options. Year. At this point, if you're going to commit, you need to commit to a full rebuild and like dump anyone not named Rasmus Dahlin. If you want, if, if Eichel wants out, you dump anyone not named Rasmus Dahlin. Because Dahlin's still hey. young enough that like he can be your, not your centerpiece, but a damn good piece on that team. Yeah, but it like, takes a while gonna... to, to blossom on defense, and he was young. Yeah, you know when he so, started there, so still young. I mean, you're yeah, gonna absolutely. try. You need to get back a bunch of firsts for Eichel. But you that's need the to thing that was that they're all still, they're all still young, and they're also learning together. So why can't you just kind of make moves to then go out and get and get goalies that are they kind of are they're not incredibly old, you know? I mean, they're not like they they have pieces that aren't incredibly old, but like as a team, it's not. I. It's not ideal. And no, like, dude. Like Victor Olofsson, Jack Eichel, sure. and, and Olsen, Rasmus Dahlin. Olofsson's a rookie, but he's not – or he was a rookie, but he's not all that young. Like he was drafted – No, I think he was like ago. 23rd overall when he – Yeah, this is like 20, or 23. 23rd, yeah, I think he's 23 years old. Where is he on this list? Olofsson is 25 right now. Yeah, so two years but ago. But still technically young. I'll give you that. Um, it's not – their average age is 26. 26.6. So that's, that's not too bad. That's, that's also crazy. being weighed down by Dylan Cousins yeah. at 20. Middlestat yeah. at 22. And I don't think Middlestat's a player right now. Okay, dude, even Cousins. Yeah, Cousins is still a good piece. That's the guy you hang on to. Um, Rasmus Asplund? I don't think that they should trade it. Asplund, sure. I have no I like idea it. who that is. But he's also weighing down their thing. He's only 23. Tage right. Thompson's 23. He's not good. But like all their <laughs> young guys, like realistically, outside of Eichel, um, and Cousins will throw in the mix because he should be good. All their young guys aren't very good. Like, Curtis Lazar at 26 is not very good. I don't even know who Rasmus Asplund is. Uh, Dalene still only 20 years old. That's good. Yoki Hairu, still serviceable at 21 years old. Other than that, it's That's it's a young ugly. back end. It is ugly, though. They also have Colin Miller. He's 28. He's not very See? good. No. These are the top six at best. <laughs> Making 3.875. Here's the thing is they are losing everything next year. Everyone's gone pretty much. Yeah. Other than Jeff Skinner's on a one-year dollar deal. contract. Hall is a UFA. Reinhardt's an That's RFA. Stahl's a UFA. Middlestat's an RFA. This Asplund kid's an RFA. Mm-hmm. Toby Reader's a UFA. Riley Sheehan's a UFA. Montour's a UFA. Darlene's an RFA. Yoki Hyru's an RFA. Matt Irwin's a UFA. Carter Hutton and Linus Allmark, both UFAs. So they are just gutting it by accident at this point because they just have to lose everybody. Perfect. I mean, you might as well just throw <laughs> so in the towel and so try and just build it right. from the ground up. Yeah, they're just going to sign a bunch of players in the offseason. I guess. Just go build up from the – Yeah. Find some magical pieces and just tank for two go years. Trade, go trade for Patty Kane. Bring him home for his last couple of years. Oh, sorry if that happens. No, baby. <laughs> he's approaching a milestone soon, okay? He's at 399 career yeah, goals. That's pretty cool. He's going to hit 400. Did you see a snipe last night? I did not. Cool. He's, did been great. he's been great. It's crazy. We talked about him yesterday. Like, mm-hmm. If he wins the Hart Trophy, no one should be surprised. No, he's shown he can do it. Like, There's Evolving Wild. I hate quoting them because I really don't like their model. 
but like they're big in like analytics. They don't even have them on like the top 15 list, which I think is an absolute joke. Wow. But like, I I think realistically, if you're following this league, you're watching Patrick Kane sitting at what? Fourth in the league? Fifth in the league in points because he's just behind the the four-headed monster here in Canada. On a team with nothing else. Nothing. All due respect to you, there's there's not much on that team that I have faith in. (laughs) Not that I'm convinced is like a, a playoff pushing no. team like I, I didn't hey don't get me wrong right now they're great they're they're yeah. doing really well right now they're, but they're doing exactly the season, what the Leafs are doing and they're, and they're taking advantage of their division you know they're hmm. for somehow they're being well coached by My by their young twin. young yeah your best twin yeah <laughs> he's just does some I don't get it or unless he's yeah, just letting him play like I don't understand these games man I watch the highlights and Malcolm Subban just stood on his head for that shutout like just Saved shots he shouldn't have saved. Lana hit the post like 18 times. You know, it sounded like they an opera in there. Somehow they were so find much. a way yeah. to win. It's it's weird. And Patrick Kane's a huge part of that. And I think if you're looking at the heart race, I know everyone's talking McDavid and uh, Matthews. You and know, right Patrick so, Kane's right Patrick Kane's right there. And I, I, if they make the playoffs, I don't see how you can't vote Patrick Kane. But hey, Kaner, you got some people vote. are weird. Some people are strange. They won't do it. Where are we? Oh, let's get into the Atlantic Division starting at Montreal because they're fun. Okay. Hold what on. It, hold on. What so Atlantic Division? The Atlantic as a whole. Oh, like, like, not, not, in, not currently this season, but the Atlantic as a whole are f- currently sitting in first. Uh, I think it's first, second. They were Last time I checked, they were first, second, fourth, and fifth. The teams from the Atlantic in the NHL right now are currently sitting first, second, fourth, and fifth. Wow. And you wonder why the Leafs haven't had a ton of success. It's hilarious. I just it, I, it just blows my mind to see people bitch about, like, not even just the Leafs, like the Panthers too. The Panthers have had a hard run because, yeah, you're playing Boston and Tampa all the time. All the time. Like eight, eight to ten games a year. And it's going to be hard. And they end up playing them in the playoffs every year because they're, the, the way it's set up is completely stupid. And you get matched up against damn good teams. Now that you get separated, you don't have to play these four teams. They're dominating all four teams. It's nuts. Yeah, they're just so well coached. And, you know, the thing that the Panthers are still trying to find is the depth that Boston and Tampa continue to bring in every year, right? Like they just, they bring in veterans, they bring in good, you know, bottom line guys to help out with their top mm-hmm. line. And that's it. Like Braden Point has completely taken over that starting center line, right? Like yeah. him and Kucherov look incredible together when they play together. And yeah, it's, they lost know, Kuch and didn't miss a beat too. That's no, like, there's still crazy. like the, how, how do you do that? How do you like, lose one of the best scores? Like one of the best pure scores Two years the ago, game. the guy won the heart. Right. And now he's not even in the lineup and they no. don't look any different. It's crazy. Yeah, like, and like dude, Kuch's game, he is, comp- he's, Oh, I love watching it. Yeah. He's, uh, you never know what he's going to do, you know? He's so shifty. Unbelievable. Um, now, there's one team in that division. Everyone had pegged as, I don't know what to call it. Other, some people said juggernaut. A lot of people said they're better than the Leafs. <laughs> the website I just quoted in Evolving Wild said they should win the North. <clears throat> they suck right now. That's all I really have on that. They're not good. They don't score. They fired their goddamn coach. 
Because why, Brandon? Do I get to guess this team? Oh, you can guess. I think you already know. This, um, what is Montreal Canadiens? It is, Bob. Oh, um, yes. Awesome. Thanks. What the hell are you firing Claude Julien for? So everything that I've watched uh-huh. is, I guess, accurate. It, okay. It's a money thing. Okay. And it's the fact that nobody spent more money than the Montreal Canadiens in the offseason. Right. They spent $102 million to bring in the team that they have. To bring in what? Okay, that is my question. Yeah, me. <laughs> Anyways, made a lot of moves, but didn't had. bring shit in. And then they started out super hot, super and that was the hot. that was the thing was that they went so close, so hot, too close to the sun, as mm. the story says, and just burned. Yeah, I think that is what killed Claude Julian is the fact that everyone just decided they were going to play the best hockey they've ever played. And it made people think that they were actually this legitimate contender for a good two, three weeks. And now I think they're coming back down to reality because they're not playing the team. They're not playing Vancouver for starters. They played like eight games against Vancouver and they're just not as good as we thought they'd be. They're losing games to Ottawa. And so like, yeah, to say those so are lots playing. of teams, to be fair. Toronto lost to them. Calgary got shit pumped by them last night. So but I, I said that about Ottawa. I said Ottawa could win a couple of games because yeah. of their like grittiness. They're going to steal some from you because they just don't feel that they're ever out of it. No. They're, they're, you know, they're a pain in the ass to play against. You I'm need to pump them full of goals so that they lose interest. Otherwise, yeah. they'll just keep grinding away to yep. the very last whistle. You know, They're not fun to play against. No. Ash Calgary, Jesus. Like, I understand the Leafs loss was bad. But at least we were up 5-1 at some point. Dude, and only lost so, so bad that David Riddich went down Head- the hallway. Oh, what the actual hell? David Riddich, I'm, I'm... Oh, my. Are you okay? I'm going to talk Carter. to you for a moment. I'm just going to talk to you for a moment. You're their only hope. Yeah, dude. They need you in the net. They don't need you on the concussion no, protocol. Okay, no. those masks are, are fancy. No. They're probably not the most protective against a wall. Oh no, yeah, no. So, I'm I'm just I I think he thought that he was far enough down too that he could kind of just like get away with it. And those cameras get plain as day. Oh my god. <laughs> I I understand frustration. Like I've hit walls in frustration during games. Yeah. And stuff. I get it. But like. You kind of got a little bit of common sense to not bash your head against the wall. I'm a big fan of Punch the, the stick wall. break. Break I'm your big, stick. I'm a big fan of the stick break, you know, especially being an NHL player For where those sure. things are a dime a dozen and you just get them like, you know, just just break it. Just yeah. that's it. Yeah. You'll feel good. The release Crazy. of the stick is like awesome. If you're Chris Letang, breaking your stick is just a common thing. Did you see that? No. Against the Capitals? His stick no. broke twice, leading to two Capitals oh, goals. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah, the the one was like an empty netter where he got a pass across and his blade, like they think he has one of those blades that goes into the shaft like and it just blade. like it just took the pass and it just goes whoop up in the air and there goes the Washington player and that was it. And you're just like, Oh my god. That hurts. That's yeah, the worst. I think it was Carl, Carl Haglin too, just burst down the wing and says, Yeah, thanks. That's the absolute worst because it sucks if you're watching it, but like you yeah. can't blame anyone. Like it's just such shit no. luck and you're like, Well, what are you gonna do? Yeah, anyways, going back to Montreal, like they just they're in such a hot market. And we always say, you know, Toronto, Montreal, there's like Boston, there's there's markets you can't lose in. There's markets you're not allowed to be competitive in. They're a top three market in the league. Right. And so being there, man, success is key. And if you bring in 
so many new players on big deals, like kind of longer deals too, right? Like they weren't just like one year stopover deals. They were like really like team defining deals of what their identity is going to be. And now they're, they're struggling. They're, they're not getting what they thought that they were getting, especially what they got at the beginning. Teams have figured them out now and they're just, I don't know how the hell I was the only one that said this though. Maybe you too. I don't really remember that much. I'm trying to think of when I, where I put Montreal to be honest in the list of, I had them second last. I like, think I had the middle. This team finished 24th in the league last year because mm-hmm. they couldn't score. So what did they do to address their scoring issues? They brought in Josh Anderson. Okay. They trusted that they Thomas Tatar of, was going to have the same season. They got rid of their season. third leading scorer in Max Domi to bring in a guy that does the exact same thing offensively. Yeah, you helped your back end out. Fine. You can't win a game nothing, nothing. No, they relied also heavily, like I said, Thomas Tatar to, yeah, to be offensively. He hasn't been. He's been what Thomas been Tatar is. He's game. not, you know, he's, he's not like, a line He's regressing guy. back to what Thomas Tatar was for the first right. half of his career. Right. Like, I, Jonathan Drouin, good player. He, he can score from at times, but, like, he's not, and he never really proves that he can consistently. You have Nick Suzuki, who should be a star in this league. I think he's really good. He's talented, great. You were, I think the biggest thing for them was they expected him to make this big step. And for some strange ass reason, they still think Yasperi Kotkaniemi is going to make this big ass step to become some sort of superstar in this league. I, I don't, don't see that. it. I what think the hell does that kid the, bring to the table? You don't want to admit that you drafted wrong. <laughs> no, that, you I know. Think, but it's not even just the team. It's like the fan base and the media, mm-hmm. and they're like, oh, they, the biggest thing for the media was that Kakanyami and Suzuki were so good in the bubble that they're just going to come out and be those players again and just continue to do what they did. Kakanyami's done that in streaks. He had a great start to his career as an 18-year-old kid, fired off a few points, and then just fell apart for the rest oh, of his he career. He got injured, too. Don't forget. Like, he, yeah. he has a concussion already in his record. He was, he was never mistaken. the same until the bubble when he popped off for a few games. And now he's back to being what Jesperi Kotkaniemi is. Like, he's not that good. But they seem to think that that's their answer. I, it just blows my mind. I'm not too disappointed wearing this logo on my chest. I don't care. You guys can continue to think you're a, a good team. And, yeah, you'll win a few games. They're going to win. It's, their defense it's funny, is good. It's funny to me that they fired both their, their head coach and the coach that that's took over for them last year. Like, when – you know, when their coach couldn't make Julian it, they had a heart attack. Or yeah, absolutely. And he wasn't able to be in the bubble and the coach that took over, they went and fired him too. And it's just, Crazy, it's man. so funny to me. Like that's a real power move to say, okay, we're not a fan of the system. And I it's, just, yeah, I think they really kind of back themselves into a corner, right? And the easy move is to fire the coach, right? An easy, an easy change now, is to, and did you see that game? And they didn't perform any they different. Were, they were no, I mean, in fairness, it was only one day. So we'll see in like a week or so. But I understand the thing that, everybody but... was saying too was just like, oh, Toronto fired their coach last year. So what? Like you can't complain about that because Toronto did the same thing. The difference was Toronto was garbage when they fired Mike Babcock. Like we were not good last year at the beginning of the season. They were out of the playoffs. They weren't looking good. No one was talking about them as a quote unquote juggernaut. Mm-hmm. And they fired Mike, Bab- Mike Babcock to get a change of scenery to get things going. This was a team that came into the season as this quote-unquote juggernaut and started out like that. They were good, and then they had a bit of a rough stretch. They kind of regressed back to the means, and now they're like, oh, this must be the coach's problem. 
Like you got to be kidding me. I think people got lost in in the magic trick of we're signing a bunch of names or spending a bunch of money and you feel optimistic about it because you know you're you you just spent 102 million dollars in the off season. Like you should feel yeah. optimistic about it, right? But yet yep. You're and shuffling you started, deck chairs with the Titanic is what you're doing. Like I'm saying, though, the biggest thing was that they started out too hot and Great. fell and young. then just fell too far. Yep. And that's what it was. was like you just – Jeff Petrie was among the lead leader, league leaders in goals at one point. That's not going to stay. No. Like, yes, he the scored a lot. He was also the shooting like fall. 30%. Like, that doesn't happen for a D-man. Come on. I just I don't understand the, the firing. Wait till the end of the year. See how your year goes. But don't pretend like this is the year that you guys are going to be a goddamn playoff team. There's five teams in this division that are better than you. I'm sorry. Even even if they're struggling, like Edmonton's a better team. They have more star power. They're going to score more goals than you every single night. Yeah. Winnipeg is just built different. Their defense sucks, but Hella Buck's doing enough to make them win. And their front their their offense is great. They're just outscoring teams too. I think a big issue too is that Montreal's best player is in the net. So like when you need a goal, you can't. Their best goal, their best player is the goaltender that's currently sitting on the bench. Because okay. Carey Price has not been good. Right, but that's what I'm saying though. Is that normally like you you've invested your money and your team and yep. your best player being in the net, yep. and now he's not even able to be in the net. No. And that's how bad it is. And that's you, you're trying. You're not looking around. Yep. And do you, you know what, man? <laughs> Buffalo, go talk to Montreal. Hello. Yeah, they got Jake we, Allen for a reason. Yeah. Do we not see this kind of coming, though, if you're, like, if you're an NHL fan? Like, I understand Carey Price was at one time the best goalie in the NHL. I didn't admit it at the time because I hated it. But at one I point mean, in time, I just, a he's, a, he's a Canadian. I don't hate him. I just hated the fact that a Canadian. It's just that he played for Montreal. That's yeah, the that's, all it was. that's all it was. I, now, I'm mature enough now to admit it because back then I was like, under 20 and i'm like I'm a fuck that fan. guy fuck that guy but now it's looking back he was great but Incredible. since 2017 he's had one good year not a great year he had a good year but they've had bad teams they've had not to like like we said teams that can't score teams that can't help them out they had and the exact same team last year as they do this year so what they're just getting they pressured right this, this is a now how old is carrie price now 33-year-old Carey Price. Goalies don't... They don't have the exact same team they did last year. Similar. They don't have the exact same team. Same same build. Same build. Same build of team. Different names. Yeah. For sure. They shuffled deck chairs on the Titanic is what it was. Also, I'm confused at where all the money is. Like, did I miss something? Holy fuck. I don't know who they're paying. I I know they got Josh Anderson. Yeah. I'll look it up. um, uh, Jake Allen. But Jake Allen wasn't that expensive, I don't believe. They they extended Josh Anderson for a good chunk. Of, maybe they're talking like total money. $102 million total. I mean, Jake Allen made to a good extend, chunk of change. Did Brendan uh, Gallagher get extended? I don't really know. Like, but the key, that's the frustrating part. Dude, you look at Vegas and you can go, oh, Alex Petrangelo. Yeah, big Yeah, money that's right where there. the money went. That's where all the money went. Legitimately, all the money just went to this one player. They could be talking total because Anderson got signed for the rest of his life, essentially. Um, Gallagher, his extension kicks in next year. Right, but he got so it. I think you're right. Year, so yeah, he six, spent that. Brendan Gallagher, who hasn't been very good, signed for $6.5 million next year. I, I'm not sure what this team... So did you hear actually about their old coach, too? 
because they apparently Carey Price, Brennan Gallagher, a couple other like senior guys on the team Didn't met like and went to Mark Bergman and said, "Look, we need this guy out." Mm-hmm. And it was then he went. Yeah, some French dude. I, I kind of remember. <laughs> they, I, I, remember I love it how they just had to have French coaches. Like I love how that's I, a stipulation. I, I, oh. I feel like that handicaps them. Just pick the best guy available. Honestly, Ducharme is a really good coach, so I won't I won't knock him. No doubt. But like Gerard Gallant's available. Yeah. Shouldn't have been fired from Vegas. Almost won a cup with Vegas in his very first season with an awful team. Why not? Like I I mean I'm fine with them keeping Ducharme, but like he's now the best candidate available in my opinion. Mm Why don't you go give him a look no matter what you're looking for? It doesn't make a lot of sense to me. But whatever. Congrats to Dominic Ducharme. We spent Let's get to the team that trashed. that truly matters. Yes. The team that you are repping, the team that you, you are just sitting in and I Thank can you. feel it just like oozing through the I mic. have you just have been, been waiting. containing I have you've, so much to say. <laughs> you know you've kind of been t- dipping your toe in there and you're like, you know, I'll get through the McDavid stuff, whatever. Let's let's ramble through yeah, that. Well, and then we I had to get through, through that. I was getting I threw you off with a quick Jeff Skitter and then you're like, okay, yeah. you know, we'll, we'll get we'll back get it later. getting there. And then it's we like, pushed through every other thing on our list before we hit the leaves. I'm proud of your patience. But we're here. We're here. And I got so much to say. <laughs> um first and foremost, Justin Hall looks terrible without Jake Muzzin. I never thought Jake Muzzin would be such a goddamn anchor, but he just doesn't look the same without him. Don't ever tell me he's the best D-man in the least. I just wanted to get you know, You know like when you work with your dad and your dad's sick and you still got to go to work? Oh, my God, dude. If I had to go do like that. the things that I do while working with my dad without him, your house would fall down because pff, I don't have a clue what I'm doing without him there. I can do it while he's there. I'm like, hell yeah. But yeah, that's it. And that's what's happening on the defensive end is that the house that's is falling exactly down. what happened. The house is starting to crumble because we just took out the guy that's supposed to build the house. It's nuts. Wild. I don't hate Justin Hall. I think he's a serviceable D man. I think he's fine. But if you have to play him with Travis Dermott, it's yikes. Like it's they're not just, a good pairing. Young defensemen still trying to figure out who they mm-hmm. truly are in the game, mm-hmm. you know, in the Leafs, especially for being mm-hmm. defensemen who haven't had much exposure, like full exposure to, to big situations and to being like a top four, you know, now that they need to be like, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's weird. I mean, I, I, it's not going to murder the Leafs. The Leafs are so damn deep that it doesn't matter, but it no, does kind of show Leafs you are that. So hey, damn Matthews, it's not going to matter. Mm-hmm. They're it so damn awesome. Show you, though, that, there are players on this team that if you lose them, you're not going to win in the playoffs. And apparently Jake Muzzin is that guy because your defense looks so different without him that it's, it's kind of worrisome because they lost him last year too. And it hurts. Anyways, that's all I kind of wanted to say about Justin Hall. Now I want to talk about the most polarizing figure in Maple Leafs history. Freddie Anderson. I knew it. We can talk about him after, but that's not where we're going. <laughs> He's not the most polarizing figure. He's been polarizing lately. It's a little ridiculous, but we know who it is. Even if you sarcastically throw other answers at me. At one point, it was Jake Gardner. And you know what? I get it. Some people don't like the fact that he turned the puck over a lot. Now, I mean, it's unequivocally. <laughs> it is un- I, I don't know why some people I, would like that. Like, it was only like sometimes. It wasn't even that much. He never even led the team in turnovers, to be right, fair. Right, but it, it was the, the it was quality so of the big. turnover. I know, I get it. He was cost. really good at costing you a goal. I understand. But he was also so good at doing other things that, like, whatever. That It's fine. I understood the Jake Gardner stuff. Now, 
it is unequivocally William Nylander as the most polarizing figure in Maple Leafs history. I don't even think it's close because it's either you are his biggest fan or you think he should be in the, on the Marlies at this point. There doesn't seem to be any in between. Do people still think that he carries that big contract hit? Like, are they unaware that his contract Holy is like the shit. cheapest of it's all four? It's so fine. It's the most average ass contract for what he does. And like, man, okay, here's the thing. I just, I, I need to rant for about 10 minutes here. The biggest thing with William Nylander. I'm going to get a snack. I'll be right okay. back. <laughs> the biggest thing with William Nylander is that people call him soft, which, okay, I'll, I'll admit to you. He doesn't go hit guys. He doesn't play stupid physical the way Wayne Simmons does. That's fine. The kid is like six foot, 200 and something pounds. How in the God's name are you going to fucking call this kid soft? You can't knock him off the puck. The odds of you hanging on to the puck when he's anywhere near you are slim to none. And if any of the people that talk shit about how quote-unquote soft William Nylander is, met that kid in the street, he would bend you into a fucking pretzel because he's 200 pounds of goddamn muscle and everyone that chirps him is about yay big. Like, get out of your parents' goddamn basement and go see him. He'd fucking fold you in half. Don't tell me he's soft. He just doesn't hit because why? That's not Aren't you in your parents' basement? Yeah, but I don't talk shit about (laughs) NHL players. I'm not out here telling you that I'm going to go kick the shit out of Dustin Bufflin. Like, I'm not that dense. Like, holy shit. It's embarrassing, man. Like, I am fully – I am currently living at home. That's fine. That's cool. But I don't That's talk shit about guys that are doing incredible things that are twice the size of me no matter who you are. I can appreciate that. Like, what the actual fuck? William Nylander soft. Go watch him play. Like, you ever oh watch him God. lose a puck battle? No. That was, that was incredible. Thank oh you for that. God, you're welcome. <laughs> I thoroughly enjoyed that. Holy shit. Like, it's, it blows my mind. It's like everyone's just running with this narrative like, oh, he floats. He's a perimeter player. What the actual fuck? Did you see him he, score that goal? Yeah, that that's not a perimeter goal. Have you okay, ever seen him he, score a perimeter goal? No, he, no. he floats <laughs> in the defensive end for sure. He's that's really his high. That's right. literally his but, job as a winger. I don't know if that's a result of, like, him being ignorant or if that's a system result, you know? Like, if they want the quick breakout, then, like, he's just going to float. And if that's the, what they're going to give away is, is your winger up floating and not down in the middle of the ice. Typically the thing for wingers to do is you cover the D-man. That's your spot. You're covering the D-man in case the pass goes back yeah. through, which he does a tremendous job of. The Calgary's issue that goal. you run into – yeah, so this is what I want to get to is that Calgary yeah. goal. The issue you run into there – is when other people blow coverage and then he has to kind of adjust a little bit and he's in the wrong spot and it looks really bad. On that play, it starts with Pierre Engvall. He goes to the wrong guy. He goes to help Travis Dermott for some strange reason because Travis Dermott's doing a lot of this and chopping a stick around and looking really like he has no idea what he's doing. He's, he's dancing he's with the stick. Like, stuff, yeah, it's not great. I didn't like what Travis Dermott was doing, so I guess Pierre didn't either and he thought giraffe run over there. And he's going to try and help. And he just kind of floated around sitting there going, ah, because there's nothing to do there. So because he leaves his guy, his guy goes to the corner and gets the pass. Now, Justin Hall sees this. And instead of covering the other pass, Justin Hall decides, I got to go get the puck too. And he does it, ah, and skates into the corner. 
for no reason, leaves the guy open wide open in front of the net. Now, William Nylander is doing a great job covering the guy at the point. But now he has to cover Justin Hall's man because Justin Hall's in the corner and Pierre Ingvall's in the corner, and both of them decided that that guy in the front of the net doesn't matter. Now, does Willie have blame for the fact that he tried to stick, lift, uh, lift his stick? Yes, absolutely. You should be poke-checking that puck. You shouldn't be trying to lift a stick in that situation. That's a bad play. But he is third in line for guys to blame on that play. <laughs> like, come on. But, hey. I think if, uh, if Nylander's listening to this, uh, your defense attorney for all your plays I'm right here. is right here. He's yeah. pretty available weekends Man, and evenings. It's not hard. It's really not hard. Just watch. I understand that Willie takes a lot of games off, and he struggled this year. I'm one of the biggest William Nylander fans there is. I have been since the kid got drafted by the Leafs. He takes games off, and I understand that. It's not a great thing to be, but you don't need William Nylander to be Austin Matthews. You need William Nylander to be William Nylander. Come out every few games when Austin's not doing all that great and score the OT winner to win you the game and score the game-tying goal to bring it to overtime. That's all he is. That's all you need him to be. You don't need him to have 200 hits a season. For z- There's zero reason for him to do that. Keep him healthy. Nope. Don't get into it because what's the point? Nobody on that team is truly a, a big hitter, right? Like Wayne Simmons can, can throw awesome his weight around. He's and... actually throwing a lot of hits this year, which is shocking. Okay, this what? year he's throwing. This is the first year. Big, but he's not a big no. hitter, though. He's not no. laying guys out. No. He's, he's just he's, – no. he's putting body to them, absolutely. Even... He's, getting this, he's getting stats, but it's not – you know, it's not hits that you're walking no. away from going, oh, my God, Matthews like, just destroyed ouch. that guy. He yeah. had one in the playoffs last year that was like that. Outside of that, right. nothing. But, like Jake Muzzin can do it from time to time, but he doesn't because he's a smart hockey player. I think Nylander showed his ability to to take over a game late, like and and to show poise that he's able to, you know, if everybody else in the four or in the three of the four of them is is mm-hmm. struggling, he's going to take over. Yep. And be able to get you that one goal, that two goal to to give you the win, right? Especially yep. in a game where Calgary scored first, and you kind of feel raw because shots are like you know a hundred to four. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Like they outshot mm-hmm. Calgary so much that game, and it was like it was David Rich. Was they didn't even hit 20, 20 shots until after overtime started. It was right. So like to get that win though, like that's that's a loss that I feel like the Leafs would normally have. And you know Calgary walks away butthurt because they literally had the, they, they had the game for so long, right? Yeah. yeah, they they held onto it until it was an extra man, and then a scramble yeah. in front, right? Which and is Willie like just you know, hulks it into the back of the net, right? And then because you look over and and then there's the argument, oh, Zach Hyman, you know, he's standing there. It's like, oh, he's pushed in there. Like, what do you do? The, the, yeah. the, he doesn't make a movement to actually hit I thought hit it him. was weird that they didn't review it. Like, the, the, they didn't coaches challenge it. When you I look don't at think it, the refs should have reviewed it. It was fine. But when, I, when I you look at it, though, the Calgary defender pushes him in. And I think mm-hmm. because of that, and Zach Hyman doesn't make a move to get out for no. sure, but he doesn't make a move to interfere with him. And I just like, there. if you, if you look at the, the wording of the rules, though. yeah. Oh yeah, but if you look at the wording of the rule, like he's right. he's pushed no, in, yeah, like he's pushed in by the defender, and he doesn't make a move to actually interfere. Like, no, yeah. he doesn't make a move to get out, but he doesn't make an active move to interfere, and he lets the play happen. It also puts you in a weird spot because it's now a tie game, and if you, and you get, get it wrong, penalty. you get the penalty, and if you get it right, you win the game right away. But like. Is the like you were hoping that your team is good enough to win in overtime? I think, which was a dumb yeah, idea against Toronto. You want the point, but right? at least you, you want- at least you guarantee yourself a point by doing this. It's like you know what, not risk it because with a minute, it was like a minute and a half left. If you give Toronto a power play as bad as they were against Calgary, you can't keep playing with fire that many times. Can I say that's the dumbest rule? 
yeah. to get a penalty. I don't care delay I game. Was, the delay game is not on. Why is the delay game on the coaches? They're challenging a play. How about somebody from Toronto figure out their shit before the play actually is is ready to go? The refs put the mic on I, and, and boom, you're done. It's a five I don't second thing. Hate it. I, I it sucks, but I don't hate it only because when they didn't have it, guys were just throwing the like they would have thrown the challenge flag on that no problem. But it's but one. It costs one it challenge takes so long. You know, but why does it take long? It doesn't take long for the coach to go to the ref and say, no, hey, no, this no. is what I'm but, challenging. Like, the review process itself sucks, and they take forever with it. We see the play, and we know right away if it's a challengeable play, right? You and I yeah. as your regular fans. Absolutely. So there are people I don't think you should paid. have – I think in a lot of leagues with the review, I don't think you should have access to the replay. There are people sitting in booths yeah. watching shit. Mm-hmm. all over seeing what it is you should have that answer to them especially if you're going upstairs yeah. now and you're not in the refs why is this well we're sitting so here long. waiting well, well, well we're here for some plays i get i understand like but it, toronto should know by the time they come and get the headsets it takes Dude. 30 seconds to decide, not even to close your eyes not something happens. close your eyes everybody put your hand up if you agree okay there you go yeah, silent but exactly go, we're gone you know what the exactly. fans never gonna know but, that you did a dumb silent vote you know what we're gonna think you had a critical thing to yeah, this and that was exactly. it. exactly you guys are just watching the game like we are it's no popular um, vote the i i don't think coaches should have access to the the replay is what i meant i don't think you should okay. be able to be like oh was that it and then you're like looking at it for like a minute and a half being like oh yeah let's challenge it i think right off the play you saw something happen and if you think that's the case you throw your challenge. Because I think yeah, that then limits the offsides that are fucking like a skate blade. You know what the offside? NHL has a problem doing? The NHL has a problem admitting that they that they were wrong. Yeah. Right? We had a problem. They had a problem same, admitting that shootouts were a bust. Too, yeah. Like but like they had a problem admitting shootouts were a bust. So what we're going to yeah. do is, oh, three on three overtime. Okay. Running them. Right. Oh, now we might go to a 10 minute three on three overtime because we want to not get to the shootout that much. Instead of just saying, we messed it up, let's take yeah. out the shootout. That's just. I think, I think a ten minute three on three with no shootout would be great. And then if you if you get through the three on three, both teams get a point. You get one point. That's it. Thank you. That's what I was just about to say. The loser point. I think that I hate it. that I hate that. It. Um, okay, we call it soccer, but football. Football. It's soccer. It's soccer. I can't Let's not get confusing. Like, I have UK football. roots, man. I I can't. Hold it. Yeah. All right. Um, yeah. But what were you gonna that. say about it though? Just that it the points they don't really have like it's no. it's a clear it's a winner yeah. loser and then if you draw you draw you know like that's mm. whatever you each get a point you walk away but there's I like no the, reason to... I like the three point system where you get three for the mm. regulation the win. win two yeah. for the overtime win one for the overtime loss I think it is and then nothing okay. for a loss obviously I like those. Those are a little interesting. Obviously, it creates a situation where you guys are now or teams are now putting up like 150 points. Right. Which is different for history, but who fuck? Oh, that's cool, man. History we, sucks, dude. History's the worst. History, history. There's gonna be some records that are never t- like all those old, old records that are like you know, yeah, ridiculous goals for for season, ridiculous goals like for their whole career, man. Like you think Gretzky's ever gonna be like licked? <laughs> His record ever gonna be even sniffed at? No, it's never well, gonna be close to. This is gonna be a, a hot ish take. Old things suck. Old people suck. <laughs> so this is this is personal experience today. This this is kind of what set oh, me wow. off on this. Okay. But I went. I, I had to take my dad's truck somewhere, and his tires were flat. Like they needed air, so he's like, "Just take him to the uh, the gas station in town. There's a free air thing. Just do it there." I'm like, cool. I'll go. Boom. I pull up. 
there's this like 90 year old man just sitting there in in front of the air thing already did his air i'm assuming i don't know if he even went to put air in his tires just sitting there cleaning his fucking interior of his car with a rag don't tell me you're and i'm looking at him i didn't even say i like because he's old i'm not gonna try and be an asshole and say something to him but i'm looking at him like what are you doing he looks at me and looks away and starts cleaning and he looks at me again four times this guy looks at me i'm like man how entitled are you that you just think you own this spot like, just fucking move over there and clean your goddamn car just let me be here why say is that. it why is it that respect your elders is a thing anymore did you say anything i didn't say anything cuz i don't want to be what an ended up happening what was the nothing was i the... waited for 25 minutes it was ridiculous <laughs> You, you know what? You what? really earned that pump then because your tires would have been even oh, more deflated. And you oh, just I, was, really... I was on the rims. <laughs> it was fucking brutal. The, the tires are supposed to be at 40 PSI. One was at 16. One was at 13. I had to call CAA to get me <laughs> to 12 get me feet. The tire I couldn't, couldn't reach it. And I got a total five feet because I couldn't I use my gold card. That was it. I'm but like, what? what? At what what is the purpose of respect to your elders anymore? I think you just people, man. earn That's respect. Just people. I think yeah. you just earn respect. I don't think you just gain the respect because you're old. <laughs> it used to be a thing. Don't get me wrong. Back when technology wasn't a thing and old people have been around for so long that they are the only people that know things most of the time. They were the I wisest. Get I get it. Sure. You have so much more knowledge than I do. But at this point in life, you have less knowledge than the thing that, that this bad boy right here. I have more in this damn saying. thing right here than you have ever gained. Also, that's that's us. Yeah, pretty cool. That's gross. Pretty cool. I have more knowledge in that thing <laughs> than you will ever have in your life. So what do I have to respect about you? If you're a shit person, I'm not going to respect you. Donald Trump's a gajillion years old. I don't have to respect him. <laughs> He's a terrible person. Like, if we, if we keep running on this respect your elders bullshit, there's a reason the whole world is divided. You're so funny. Because 80% of the old people hate all this shit. Like, God damn, I hate it. Respect who deserves respect. That's that's my thought. Bro. That's my rant. I, but it just, it irked me. It's Brant's, Brant's rant. Brant's rant. Yeah, I got a few of them. I'm love fired up. I'm I, so, love I love it. Fridays. This is so I love Fridays. Fridays are good for you. They fire you up. Get everything out. It's great. It's Good. It's a nice way to end the week. Where were we? I had one more thing to say on Nylander, but I forget what it was. Oh, that's what it was. Um, if you're going to argue about William Nylander and you come to me and say he's a floater, your argument's already wrong because he just plays his position very well and does a great job of it. If you still think he floats at this point in his career, I can't have this conversation with you. You don't watch the game. If you think he's a perimeter player and that's your argument, you're not watching the game. I don't know what, you, what we're doing here. Like, just watch him play. Just go watch him and follow where he is and what he does outside of the play. Come back to me and then tell me what you think about him. Don't, don't follow these same stupid narratives that the media play up and be like, oh, he's a floater. It's garbage. <laughs> uh, where are we? What do we have left on the leash? Do you want to talk about John Tavares? I think you wrote this. In I, yeah, I'm just, like, not sure if he kind of gets lost in the crowd and, and gets a lot of slack for being – the oldest for being the captain for being, you know, like I've even heard that him and Nylander don't look the absolute best on the line. And, you know, they don't. the quick, quick blame is to, to look at Nylander. But like, if you have a more experienced John Tavares, then I've like, I'm just saying I'm, it. I'm not sure. Like, I'm not saying that he's playing poorly by no. any means, you know, yeah, like, he has 17 points, but, but over the past five, like you're paying him 
10 is it 10 million 11, 11 like 11 11 okay so you're paying him 11 million dollars and he hasn't, he's not he, earning it and he's not a an, no. a 11 million dollars to me says point per game sorry to say like that to, to me an extent says, like um mark stone i can see is one of those guys without actually having to put up a point per game i think he is currently doing it but like up he's until like the then he hasn't two-way player man and like, yeah his goals so are, like are, you don't always have to be that point per game guy I get that. And technically, I think John Tavares was up until like recently. But I think the thing is like if you're you can't I don't know, he's been bad enough that you can't just strictly blame William Nylander for the struggles. Because no. John Tavares isn't good on his own. He wasn't good with Matthews and Marner when they tried that. He's just no, not dude. doing very well lately. Last year he had sixty points in sixty three games, so it was a, mm-hmm. a minus seven. Yeah. Like I I understand. Like to me, that doesn't. It hurts. I don't want eleven million in sixty in sixty no. and points. He, he and, was actually a really good five on five scorer too, which is kind of worrisome. Right, and that that really hurts you, right? Like yeah. that, and I feel like more of the, not the blame, but more of the attention should be on on he, that as well. Like it's, he it's gets a little bit of hate. He gets. Absolutely. I think he gets a fair amount of hate because I but think Craig Button a, straight up said he's not worth what he's paying and like his he sucks as a point producer you, even though he's had like some of his best worth? years. Okay, but I do don't. In the past three weeks, I don't think he's been worth the eleven million dollars. But for the past two seasons before this, and for what he was in the beginning of the season, the beginning of the season he looked like vintage John Tavares. He was doing such incredible work. Mm-hmm. But just lately, he just doesn't look like himself. And I don't know if he's trying too hard to try and make a difference because everyone's kind of talking about it. But I think he needs to be better, obviously. And I think he'll be better. Everybody goes through ruts like this. It's not, it's, it's not exclusive to Toronto Maple Leafs. They're not the only ones that have bad runs. I yeah. think this is just one of those times where John Tavares, he's a new father or a new-ish father. He had another okay. kid. Not a new father, but he had another kid. And like, obviously, that's hard to do. Like being like, I don't know. I think it's just a weird time for him. I think he comes out of this eventually. Maybe it's not even this season, but who cares? He's still a good leader. He's still a good captain. I'm pretty sure guys like him. So that's kind oh, of I appreciate what he does in the, the locker room. And, yeah. You know, even with is the it, media. Is it worth eleven million? Maybe not. But he can it, it make really it worth depends it. on your success this season too. Yeah. I think. Like that's that's if they win the cup, who gives a shit if John Tavares is the reason why? Right? Mm-hmm. Like, realistically, who gives a shit if Austin Matthews is the reason why? Like, if they do the thing, who cares who did it? They did the thing. The important part is that you won. If McDavid (laughs) breaks his leg and they win a cup, I'd be shocked. But if that happens, like, who cares that, oh, maybe we don't need McDavid? No, no, who cares, man? You won it. The important thing is that you won. Yeah, that's all that (laughs) matters. So, I mean, Tampa did it without stammer. Yeah. Yeah. He played one game, he scored one goal. We're literally and first in the league, despite the fact that John Tavares has been struggling so hard, and William mm-hmm. Nylander's struggling almost as hard. Mm-hmm. And like, there's other guys that you can talk about too. But like, it's just who really cares if it's going well? When it goes bad, obviously you can kind of start pointing fingers. But as of right yeah. now, who fucking cares? They're doing well. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. Do we have anything else on the Leafs? I feel like oh, no, I want to. I just want to mention Morgan Riley quick. <laughs> I, I told you I have a lot to say. Let's round them all. Um, no, Morgan Riley's the oh, – oh, there's two. Never mind, because I want to talk about Freddie versus Hodge in a sec, too. Oh, my gosh. Um, <laughs> Morgan, Riley, Morgan Riley's quick. I just want to say <laughs> Morgan Riley's getting a lot of heat for, like – he turns the puck over a little bit, sure. And, like, he's not a great defenseman. Morgan Riley's never been a great defenseman. I don't know why all of a sudden people are expecting him to be like the, the stalwart of a defenseman that just locks it down all the time. He never has been. 
He's just a really good offensive defenseman. I, f- I feel like people to you. People thought that they would blossom his game at least to be a two-way defenseman. You know, maybe, and you're not. Maybe you're they not expected him to much. be. Yeah. But like, that's on you for expecting that because that's no, and what he's been. But they've kind of always paired him with like really good defensive yeah. defensemen. But don't yeah. get me wrong, I mean, like TJ Brody is great. Not Their pairing is good. Defenseman. Their yeah, pairing exactly, is really good exactly. this year. Yeah. And Morgan Riley's on pace for the second most points in his career if he played an 82 right. game season. Dude, he's on pace uh, for Mark 69 Gio, points. Uh, Giordano won his Norris. Yeah. Who was his partner? TJ. TJ Brody. Yeah. <laughs> you know who a lot of yeah. the Norris winners uh, think? Their D partner. A lot of people looked at Justin Hall and said he was the best defenseman on the Leafs. And it's almost like we just forgot TJ Brody exists because he's done so well and just so quietly. It's just fantastic. And then obviously Jake Muzzin's still there, and like it's just yeah, funny. Like, but like, why do we? Why are we hating on Morgan Riley? You know, Morgan Riley being a bust, like with TJ Brody, like you, no one's talking about it no. not working out. No, it's great. Mor- Morgan Riley sat on this team for what ten years before it was any good. They went to one playoff, but like that was a joke. Like he was here yeah. through thick and thin, and he finally survived to be a part of this great run. And now we want to trade Morgan Riley because his defense is exactly what it's been for the past 15 years or 10 years or however long he's been here. Come on, man. You know why, though? Because the demand for scoring mm-hmm. is not there anymore from, from him, right? You don't need him to score anymore. You got no, so but, much talent up front that can score, and that's now it's like, okay, yeah, I know, but like people are giving him shit for taking shots. Like, oh, feed Matthews. Who? No, man. You need shots out of your demon so that Matthews is open sometimes. Dude, I enjoy pucks on that. Like, that's – if you can get a shot off, get a shot off. Uh, it's just – I hate it. I hate all it All right, so now, much. now uh, all the way to the tendy. We've worked our way from the front. Wrap it up with this fun conversation. Freddie went down. <laughs> the goaltending situation hasn't looked any worse. No. I still think Freddie's a better goalie. I think Hutch is just riding this incredible mm-hmm. high. But I think this – I'm so happy for Michael Hutchinson. For Hutchinson. Mm-hmm. Because this is a guy that got ran out of Toronto last year because he wasn't good. He was terrible last year because the had to, wasn't good either. Then he had to be the starting goalie in a Colorado playoff run. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then he comes here and, like, you're just thrown into the fire because they were, he was supposed to be the fourth string goalie here. And then he worked his way to the third. Oh, he's number one right now because yeah. Fred's out. I know, but he, he, even now, though, they're saying that he's, like, you know, going to yeah. be the third, like, probably – a second until Jack Campbell. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, why would you rush Jack Campbell he was now? Sitting, yeah, yeah. Hutch is fine. Like, yeah. Hutch is like a 920 goaltender right now because he's just, he's gone out there and done his job. Is Hutch fantastic? No. God, no. Does is he look Hutch pretty good in the enough? Net? No. Oh, God, no. Is Hutch good enough to be your backup yeah. goalie? I would say yes right, right now. Right now, yeah, absolutely. You need to ride goalies' hot streaks, man. That's yeah. what the NHL has shown is that you just go with the goalie that's hot, and and that's it. And if he can come in and you have a three-goalie rotation where it's yeah. Freddie's in when he's in, and if he's hurt, you know, you're going to have injuries. You have, you're going to have, yeah. I feel confident having Jack Campbell and Michael Hutchinson behind Frederick Anderson right now, and that's not something I would have said last year, but if Freddie goes down, it you know, doesn't hurt you so much right now. It's also incredibly hard to score from your end of the ice. And that's another thing that the Leafs have done really well, right? It's not Freddie Anderson getting 50 shots anymore, 40 no. shots. It's no, it's like, like 20 they're to clamping it down on their goalies, shots. right? Yeah. And they're like, they're really harmless looking shots for the most part, right? Yeah. Like they're, they're not seeable. a lot of high danger chances. It's just, no, the, the defense is better and it's making a lot Michael of them are at the chance, look like a good goal. You know? <laughs> yep. I agree. I mean, I want Freddie back. Don't, 
don't kid yourself. I think he's a great goalie. <laughs> I would like to see Fred. I feel a lot more confident in the Leafs with Freddie in that than I do with Hutch, but Hutch is fine. Mm-hmm. Speaking of Freddies, we're going to get off of hockey. Uh, we're going to skip baseball for a sec. Um, Fred Van Vliet didn't make the all-star team, and I think that was really the only one that had a chance at a Toronto. Are you surprised? I'm I'm not. Me neither. <laughs> because, like, man, when, when I think of times that Raptors were voted in, yep, it's very little. Yeah. Right? Like, there was very limited times. I think the year that it was in Toronto that they had DeMar and Kyle voted in. But after that, I think you know. last year Pascal got in, or was he a starter? Uh, yeah, so he got voted in, absolutely. So yeah, Pascal. So that's kind of like, like. To have consistent. Like, Lowry, whenever he would make all-star games, like, he was a reserve because they would. The NBA would say, dude, you're in. We yeah. think that you're an all-star, yeah. right? And just, this year, there's just, not really anyone on the team that I'm looking at. Like, you know, they're, man, like they're good. Yeah. The team is good right now. But they don't have like the superstar that goes out and is the all star. They're just a good team. This is also a, a too much talent on one. So like Brooklyn's got three, mm-hmm. three stars that are in all star games all the time, right? Like, and then you look over. There's there's Philly, who's got two all stars right there. Yeah, you know, there's Boston, who's got Jason Tatum. Yeah, like it's it's so tough. There's, there's the Heat, so who are many like, talented yeah. guys in this league. Like even the Bucks, Fred, like Fred specifically, just, like there's. There's six other guards that are arguably better than him statistically this year. And you're not going to have eight guards in your all-star game. Like no, and they don't, they don't have the record to support it. He doesn't have the consistency no. to support it. Like, I, I understand he's having a good year. Like, he's – Lately, he's they had a terrible start is the thing. And they're being asked to take more shots. They're being asked to take different looks on the floor. You know, Lowry's in, Lowry's out. They're big. They're small. They're – they're trying to figure out who they are, right? And that's the thing about Nick Nurse's team is that they're so diverse, right? They're expected to be able to do a lot of different things really well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's it's tough for Fred Van Vliet to go from, you know, third option, fourth option yeah. to now one. The guy. You know? He's done a good job at times. And I think he he's a, he's a really talented player in this league. But yeah. as of right now, he's not an all-star in this season. Yeah. He came on way too late to be considered an all-star for this year. I think if you did it at the end of the year and they continue this run that they're on, then maybe you could consider Fred an all-star. But again, he's in this group of players that has what Harden's there in terms of guards, uh, Kyrie, Ben Simmons. Trying to think of who who else is on that list. There's just a long list of guards that are just. Haven't seen. I've only seen that. Jalen got snubbed. And then Durant. What's his name in Boston there? Um, Tatum's on that list. Tatum. Is he a guard, though? Is he, he's coming in as a guard. I, I thought he'd a be a two, forward. Isn't he? Maybe not. He could be a three. Jalen Brown's at the guard. One of them is a guard. Either way. Like, there's just – he's not really in the upper tier of this group of Eastern Conference guards. So, I mean, it's – I don't know. I'm not too shaken up about it. Um, the Raptors are kind of middling right now. Like, they're not – they're good. They're better now. And I think they're – I think this is closer to what they should be. They're in just middle ground hell, though. Like that That's yeah. what sucks is that you're not going to get a good pick from this. They're not good enough not to be great, no. but they're not bad enough to be bad. You know what I mean? Okay, so, yeah, I'm seeing these starting from the uh, mm-hmm. the East here. Yeah, Jalen Brown, James mm-hmm. Harden, Zach Levine, Ben Simmons. So It's just he's not really – I don't um, put him above any of those guys, and that's the one reason he just won't get in. Zach Levine's also getting his first 
which makes sense. Jalen yep. Brown as well. Like both of them have have stepped up there. So for looking at firsts, yeah, like that's the thing, right? Is is you have to give certain players like again like their opportunity to play in the All Star game because you know they're the All Stars, right? You want to see certain players play. Yep. No. So that's just it. Um. No, the Raptors are currently sitting in fifth place. They're six games back of first, but like they're in this group with the Pacers, the Knicks, Bulls, Hornets, Celtics, and Heat that are all separated by one game. Yeah. And then the Hawks are a game behind that, and the Wizards are two behind that. And then the, what do you call it? The Sixers, Nets, and Bucks are just above everybody else. But like they're good enough to be currently fifth in the East. Wow. But like, as not like next week they could be out of the playoffs and you know what it feels like those teams when when we were at the top four that you look down and it's like those teams don't matter you know you're gonna no, win round no one. there's these like, i think this year there's there. those three teams at the top that you're like hey they could do it i don't think the bucks are good enough to do it but there's oh, those man, three teams to combo though it's exactly like there's a chance they're just not deep but and they combo like there's two teams guaranteed that are good right now sixers you never know but the nets are good and then there's just all these other teams that, yeah, they're going to fight all year long. But I just don't see any of them being contenders. I don't know what's going on with Boston and Miami. They are not what they were last year. But, yeah, it's an yeah. interesting season in the NBA. Look at us talking for sure. basketball for once. Look at that. It's been a while. Yeah, absolutely. Is, I even wore a basketball shirt last week. There's never been very exciting, um, what do you call it, storylines in the NBA this year. They, they're, um, they're just – they're playing basketball and the teams that have all the superstars are winning, you know? That's <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Baseball. It's, it's, it's starting. It's almost spring. Basically back. Spring training is, I think, this week coming up or next and week. the Jays don't even have to move. That's the beauty yeah. part. No. They're, that's, be they're already at their home stadium for they're the first home. few series. That's crazy. Um, Vlad lost 42 pounds. A lot of guys lost weight. Why what? is it the thing? 42 pounds. And to think probably what he Shout just turned him. into muscle too, right? Yeah, like I know he lost weight, but what he turned into muscle, yeah. It looks like a unit, but it's yeah. like a good unit. It's not a bad unit. Um, I am I ton of respect for what Vlad did because apparently, I think it was Atkins or Surprise or one of them were saying that he completely changed the way he goes about his daily life. And like his entire mindset in the game has changed. The way he, he does his like personal life has changed. And obviously his diet has changed because he looks significantly better. And just like it's, his work ethic is way better. If that's the case coming into the season, I'm so excited to see what this kid can do. It's way different from his dad's era too, right? Of yeah. Like, they could do know? that. Prince Fielder existed for a lot of that. Yeah, absolutely. But it's, you know, there's a lot more athletes anymore. in the yep. mix now. So to yep. be elite in this league, like they all walk away. Awesome. I, you know? I really hope this works out for him because if he's hitting in your lineup, things are going well <laughs> because there's a lot of guys in that lineup that can hit consistently. And if Vlad is another one of them, you have four or five guys that you're scared of every single night. It's <laughs> crazy. I, I'm so excited. Obviously, this team is going to be interesting. I think the pitching staff still needs work or the just the rotation. The bullpen's pretty good. But they don't have a lot of starters that I feel confident in. I don't know about you. Ryu, obviously. Yeah, it's After Ryu. it's very shaky for sure. It's, As it's, we've, it's, we've mentioned that a bunch too, and they didn't really do anything, and they missed no, out on all the names they, no. they had. Obviously, they, had they could still trade, but it's, uh, it's not looking great. They're going to score 1,000 runs. But, but the issue, though, is that I think you're, you need pitching in this mm-hmm. – 
time because you're not at a major league stadium. Am I wrong? Like it's not like uh, a it's a minor league, but it's the dimensions are the same. Like it's still a. I know that they're the same, but it's. I don't know. I feel like it's, it's weird. Be, it's, yeah, it's different. It's be, uh, I'm real intrigued to see how this goes. You're too. kind of playing away games in a sense. Mm-hmm. Whereas like, yeah, you can make it your home as much as you can, but like you're still playing in an uncomfortable environment mm-hmm. and it's just different. Like nobody's really comfortable playing in Dunedin home or away. And it's just, it's going to be interesting. Obviously I don't think that's going to be the full-time home. Like they're only there for the first, I think it's three or four series. And they haven't really announced anything further. Mm. But what they've done with that, I haven't seen the video. I've seen bits and pieces of it. But apparently what they've done with that facility is absolutely incredible. And, like, the the entire training facility behind it is gorgeous and just everything about it. Apparently it's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. So there's worse places to be. Yeah. It's nice. Who knows? Could spark the uh, Rogers Center. Yeah. Uh, who do you think is winning the World Series? Way too early prediction. Who do you think? Obviously the Jays. You got to vote for your hometown boys. No, um, <laughs> honestly. Hey, I, I think they could come out of the AL. I think okay. they need pitching help. I, I think you're wrong on that, but yeah. Anyways, okay. I I just um, think no. they their their pitching's probably not good enough to do it. I'm going to say, oh, I'm going to say the Dodgers again. Yeah, I think they're going to go back. It's to hard back. not I know to. It's easy to say, but when you get arguably the best pitcher available, I don't want to say the Dodgers. Young, you, get, you get three arguable Cy Young candidates. If Clayton Kershaw decides I'm turning it on. Yeah, you could. Then, never, okay. You never know. You never know. If he has a one year, if he says, this is my last year, I'm throwing everything I got into it and just find something. Holy shit. <laughs> right? Yeah. They're a scary team. I think and we'll be what watching... Lose? What did they lose? They brought back Turner. Yeah, they lost nothing. Bellinger, if you're going to tell me Bellinger. Man, Bellinger was terrible last year. If he comes back yeah. around. I, I Corey Seager being healthy again, perfect. Mookie Betts, oh my goodness. Hey, like the team, just, it doesn't stop. You're right, and I agree. I with know you. that I'm right. Yeah, I agree with you. It doesn't happen, <laughs> but I agree with you. But that's no fun. The Padres so are fun. Say, for argument's sake, <laughs> the Dodgers lose the – Top five guys in their lineup. Okay. So who's the your Padres next pick? The, the Padres. Padres are fun because they uh, spend Who's your yeah. AL pick? Because the NL is just boring. It's either the Dodgers or the Padres, and I don't think there's anyone else that contends over there. So who's your AL pick? I'm trying to think of who's, who's been there. To, to me, it's bit. the Yankees or the Jays. You think so? Yeah, I don't think the the Astros could have a chance. I still think Altuve sucks. I don't. I think he is what he was last year, just because he doesn't have all those things he had before. I yeah. can't stand Alex Bregman. I think it's hilarious that people still think <laughs> I know he's they good. hate him so like, much. This guy's just a terrible human being, and he's not a great ball player anymore. Because yeah, you can't really ever count out the Yankees, unfortunately. No, but the Astros like, lost Springer too, so that's another thing. Like, they're I don't know. They're not as deep as they've been. I'm not as worried by them. The Yankees yeah. are deep as hell. But they don't you stay healthy. So that I think if the Yankees lose a bunch of guys, which is apparently very possible every single year, it opens a door for the Blue Jays. And then when you get into the playoffs, you can make moves in the regular season to bring in an arm. And I think that's very doable. If that Blue Jays team gets into the playoffs, there's no reason they can't do damage. I really want to say that I have a hot take of mm-hmm. the Los Angeles Angels. <laughs> 
finally it shouldn't be hot they have the best player in baseball finally riding the mike trout train to the playoffs and not only to the playoffs but to the finals that's bold that's it's incredibly bold, bold. it's way too bold it's something i'm not actually gonna say he's healthy apparently so maybe that helps you they got um, dexter fowler who's hopefully better anthony rendon is really is good max uh, stassi i think is new to really? the team uh david fletcher was really good last year yeah I'm trying to Albert Pujols is playing his last. You know what? You're no, he's right. not. He doesn't know. Jose Quintana. I thought he said for playing. sure he's not playing next no, year. Somebody, no, I think his wife said it, and then he said, whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay, know, well, you know what? It would have made sense then. Maybe you're wrong then, because if he was playing his last year, it would 100% be the Angels just taking this magical, miracle run for Pujols' last season to get him into the World Series one more time. I'm taking it. I'm, I'm booking it. I Let's do it. Mike be, Crowd. Gonna be a, to, it could be a Yankees Blue Jays ALCS. I wouldn't actually. It might not statistically work out like that. No, I was gonna say because they maybe the wild card. They'd come to the wild card and then they'd have to play. That sucks. Yeah, there's no the way. Yankees and Jays could be the two best teams in the in the AL, and then they could end up facing each other in that first actual round. That yeah, sucks. The, I hate that. Second. Yeah. It's so like stupid. you don't really see them. We in the uh, the White Sox are another team that I think could do really well. I was gonna say the White Sox, but I'm not convinced. I think they could make a, a they could make a jump. Abreu, yeah. I don't know what he is. He had an incredible season last year, but I, I felt like Moncada should have been a lot better than he was too. Yeah, <clears throat> Luis like, Robert, Luis, Luis Robert could take a stride. He was really good last year. I think he. Could oh, what's that pitcher that they have? Who's oh, young? Oh my God! What the hell is? Starts with a G. Giolito, Lucas Giolito, thank you. Yeah, I was thinking Shane Bieber for some reason, and I'm like, he's no. on the Indians. Don't they have someone else in the pen too? They're, oh, they signed uh, Hendricks. Yeah, they got Hendricks. So they have the best reliever in baseball. They're, they're, they could be good. I think they could make a run. I think the, I think your top three in the AL are looking like Toronto. Do they not? Do they not still have Dallas Keuchel? Like, what kind of? Who knows? Who knows here, you know? that guy's gonna be. Yeah, I, I don't know. So, I think they're a good enough team. I think they'll be all right. I don't think the A's are going to be as good this year. I don't think the Rays are going to be good, period. I don't see that team lost a lot and got nothing. Dude, they keep running into this point where, you know, you just lose stuff. You just keep losing and losing and losing. I don't know what I'm saying. They're going to be great. Somehow that team has a terrible team almost every year and just finds a way to win. The other guy I was thinking of is uh, Garrett Crochet for the uh, Chicago Oh, Red Crochet. Sox. Yo, he's huge. Yeah. That's what and, I mean. Yeah, no, you're right. They're, so I think they're going to be good. Game. They're going to be really good. He's, they're pretty deep. They have Grandel as their catcher. Mm, I forgot Tim about Tim Anderson, Pam Spalls. Yeah, yeah, dude. The White Sox are good. I think they're they're probably good. Eli Jimenez, dude. Eli Jimenez. Oh, how did we get that? Yeah, they're good. They're really good. Remember, remember when we saw the White Sox? I forget who it was. And that dude. Oh, Avisael Garcia. Where the literally the ball was still going up to the Budweiser when sign. It hit, like, when it hit the Budweiser <laughs> sign, it was on the way up. That was an absolute nuke. Yeah, I forgot about that one. Cool. Uh, I think we're good. I think we're on the way. Yeah. All right. All right. Do you want to try this new game? I don't have enough. I kind of want prepared to. for it. Do you have some stuff? I have. I, I've got nine things prepared. Oh, perfect. Because I had nothing, oh. so you can host a little bit. But okay. we have this new thing we want to try. We might do it biweekly on the other yeah. side of our Would You Rather games because we need something else to do. Welcome. Um. Essentially, we're gonna break down some style shit. Welcome to the do. hot seat for me too for hosting this for coming yeah. in now. I feel like you do Welcome. majority. I can of do the, the first one because I, I I know what I want to talk about there. 
But um, I feel like we have the first thing written down is the same thing. I like the obvious thing. I, I like drip or drop. That's I so funny. That's okay. I think we should do that. I think that's probably okay. I love it. Okay, cool. I'm in so on it. <laughs> we're gonna call it drip or drop, apparently, because it's fun. Um, basically, we're gonna go over because sports pretty big for styles, not t- necessarily like what you're wearing and stuff like that, but like on field accessories type shit and like on ice stuff and the, the, like stuff like that. But now that I said that, I am gonna start this with an actual style thing because I kind of want to discuss. Uh, so when you show up to games. The NHL had it mandated where you have to show up in suits and like be prepared. So that versus I just we're gonna talk about just showing up in casual wear, drip or drop. Oh, I'm taking the casual wear for sure. Drip, right? Yeah, for Dripping sure. It, yeah, sure, dude. For sure, the Boston Bruins showing up in '90s gear. Love it. Oh my god, they Love had two it. guys wearing Fulton Reed and uh, Dean Portman jerseys. Oh. <laughs> I loved I'm every second of it. I hate Boston, fan. and I loved every second. But that's what you want, right? That's yeah. that's a little bit of showing. You know, I love the personality NBA is so cool. Players to have personality, yeah, right. Like so I remember cool. they they once had it where it was out of control, and it was like this this overly baggy clothing, and they didn't like the look of it. And they said, okay, players are coming in suits, and that's final. And then they've gone back now to saying, okay, be like respectful. You know, these are like, millionaire it, you, kids we're talking about. They don't show up dressed like you and I anymore. They show up in like Gucci clothes because I understand. Man. I understand the the want of like a professionalism and to look classy. And this way, you have no issues about what anybody's wearing, right? There's yeah. no chance that anybody's gonna be wearing something outside of it. Otherwise, they'd be fine, suspended. Sure. You go through the ringer. Yeah. But no, that was so slick yeah. the way they came Absolutely. out. Absolutely. Drip on stuff. the casual oh. wear. Drop the suits. It sucks. Dripping it. Yeah. Okay. All right, you're in charge now. What do you got for me? Um. The Vancouver alternates, they've got the like the, the reverse retro up top. Yeah, the retro Drop. ones. Drop. You're dropping. I hate them. Oh my gosh! See, so I thought many you were people like them. I hate those jerseys. I thought you were good because you're a man. No, fan. I think they look so bad. Wow, their shocked. best jersey of all time was last year with the black and orange one. And yeah, the one that Calgary's wearing right now, basically. Yeah. Like, yeah. I think that is the best jersey they've ever had. Um. Their hockey stick one is a close second. I really like that one. Oh, I enjoy that one. Yeah. But this current reverse retro, I hate the gradient. And then you have random white lines throughout the whole thing that just don't make sense. I hate them. What do you think? I don't know. Are you different than me on this? No, I felt the same way. I didn't like the green on green. I just, for some reason, it looked a little good look. No, I don't know. I just, uh, yeah, they're it wasn't not, as clean to me. They're not. It's really showy. It's flashy. As, yeah, no. they're not awful as a uniform, but as a jersey, I hate it. Yeah, I think it's a yeah. terrible jersey. Yeah, they've kind of had a few misses on some jerseys this year, mm-hmm. like some that I've seen. Yeah, I'm not the biggest fan. No. Um, all right, much basketball. So Miami. Okay. <laughs> their vice edition. The pink and blue, like, gradient thing? Yeah. You, I'm so dropping? torn on what the hell to think about these. <laughs> it's like their jerseys. Oh. If you've seen them, it's, like, pink, and then it cuts to it's a blue. Like, it's so turns. weird, but I l- kind of like it. I, I'm going to have to drop it because it's just uh, – I don't know, man. Just dropping like, it. It's so close to drip. So close. But it's just, like, too much blech. And not enough. Ooh. <laughs> you know what I think I'd I'd be more 
a fan of if they yeah. didn't make the court the same fucking color because that's just way too distracting. So that's more why I drop it. Is Especially, they had really cool. nice Miami Vice yeah. style jerseys the last couple of years, and yeah. then they went to this, and it's just like you're oh, doing too much. You're doing yeah, too it's much. Distracting. Okay, this one kind of throw you off. Mm-hmm. Bill Belichick. The hoodie. <laughs> Just done. Just in general, just in style. Drip. Absolutely. He's he's just like the t-shirt hoodies. Like, do you know why he does that? No, not a clue. Because of the NFL has strict like certain rules for what uniforms you can wear, so he pushes the boundaries by like cutting off the sleeves and things. Like, he is strategic in what he does. You know, I am the king of wearing t-shirt hoodies. Yeah, I love them. So the reason why he's never. The reason why he's never in Madden is because he's not part of the coaches union. And part of the coaches union is you sign over your identity to EA for Madden. And that's why he's never in it is because he's not part wow. of the union. Wow. I didn't know that. Stud. Stud. He's interesting. So, dripping him. <laughs> okay. Um, the Blue Jays baby blues. The jersey or the uniform? The whole uniform. Drop. Oh. The jersey? Love it. The uniform? Hate it. <laughs> The fact what that they wear baby that? blue baby blue pants is horrible. It looks so much nicer with white pants. Would you wear white? Yeah, okay. Yeah. So with the white, you drip it? Yeah, absolutely. I love the hat. I think the hat looks okay. sick. The navy with the, the baby blue brim and then the baby yep. blue jersey looks so nice. But the pants are just they're, – they're slow pitch to okay. me. It looks like okay. a slow pitch uniform. I just don't okay. like it. What are you? Duh. I think I can agree. I think okay. the baby, the whole baby blue. I don't mind it's it though. Much, you know, it's, it's. I don't hate fun. it at times when they're winning. It's kind of fun. They're just a baby blue team, you know. Yeah. Uh, right. All right, number six on the uh, the old question doc here. Uh, James Harden's beard. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'd get shot if I said drop. <laughs> I don't think that's a take I'm allowed to have. Like I, I have some hot ones. Like. I think it's stupid, but it's his I think thing. he looked better with the beard than when he came into the league without it. Yeah. I think, it makes it I it think it's his it's beard looks horrible, but it is his thing, so you have to keep it. So like, so in the funny. terms of whether or not I like it, it's drop, but in terms of okay. whether or not I think you should keep it, it's drip. So you wouldn't grow that type of... Like I grow a beard, but like it's just like it's just fuzzy and like thick and like, okay. I like Brent Burns' beard better because it's straight and goes down. Dude, legitimately, the next question is the Brent Burns Drew Doughty uh, beard and no teeth combo. Oh, the no teeth, I'm not here for. But <laughs> I do understand the reasoning because like I think Drew Doughty did it in an interview. They're like, oh, why don't you just fix your teeth? He goes, what's the point? I'm gonna lose them anyways. I wait until my career's done and then fix them. I'm like, okay, I get it. That Absolutely. Makes sense. You're Dude. also a multi-millionaire. Who cares if you get to replace yeah. your teeth again? Drew Doughty is a guy that does not care, man. I've God, I've heard stories of him from from a friend of mine, and he's got. He's That's just, a guy you want to party with. Absolutely. Even now oh. at his like thirty-something year old age, I think he's a guy you just want to spend some time with and see what he but does. He's a guy that is straightforward. He's a straight shooter, yep. you know. Yep. He's not bullshitting you ever. Love it. Yep. Okay. Going back to basketball. The uh, the converse with the high socks and the short shorts. Back to the beginning ages. Are you? Are you, are you, are you I'm talking oh, about drop. Like, drop. No, I don't want to see that make a comeback. That's so brutal, man. Like the, the uh, just the whole combination. Like, come on. I I wear like relatively shorter Dude. shorts, so I Larry can't really be like ah short shorts are stupid because like my shorts are like mid thigh. 
come on. But like, oh, the shorts with the high socks and the shoes and the oh, I just I'm dripping it. The Jackie Moon, I'm dripping it. The Jackie Moon is all you can think of. <laughs> or like the black I'm, and white videos of like the oh, just, I can't. I'm, I'm not here for it. Will Chamberlain, like <laughs> big, so tall big drip on the thread. The thread. Oh. Okay, I can speak today. Eh? Yeah, absolutely. It's right. it's tough. It's late. We'll we'll round this thing off, right? Final one. We got one more. Right. Yeah, yeah, I got one more. And I ended it with baseball just for you because I know you're a baseball nice. guy. Nice. And I kind of want to know the um the stir up socks. All right. So are you a you're a drip of that? Mad you're, drip. You, we literally the, the my last year of like uh OBA baseball. Okay. We we weren't given stirrups, and okay. we were like navy blue jerseys. We played for Vaughn. And uh, we're like, you know what? We're throwing baby blue into this color scheme. We ordered our own hats that had like the baby blue brim with a with like a navy hat, and then like okay. a different, completely different look. We changed our whole look, and then right. we got the white socks with oh, like wow. the the old school looking uh, Tampa Bay Rays stirrups that were like the blue navy. So you blue and had them up all yeah. all the time. Oh, everybody, I wore those all the time. They're just gorgeous. I love those things. That's so lovely. Yeah, they're great. That's amazing. Yeah, so you're dripping no that. Oh, every day of the week. I don't, there's no reason to not wear them if you're wearing high socks. They look so much cooler. That's fair. I've only played one year of baseball in my life and can't say I've had the opportunity to drip no. or drop it. Um, the look of it, I think it looks nice. I think it's – I feel bad for those sliding around. Like, does that not – No, because basically what it is is you just have a white sock underneath like it's basically white baseball socks so it's no different okay. and then there's this thing that goes over top of it that's like the actual stir up part of it okay yeah so that's not bad then so it protects no, you they're nice yeah they're pretty right, right on okay. i like them very right much so dripping is very my style i played my entire career with high socks <laughs> i hope that we get to play the men's league soon when this it's world fun. opens up me and you I are still, going to i still wear like like i refuse to wear pants and slow pitch because it's yeah. just not my thing but I wear shorts with high socks because I just like to be that guy. And okay, so, right on. Hey, people I, hate it. Uh, I get chirped for it constantly, but I love it. I don't know what I would wear, but, uh, you know, I'd, I'd give my all out there. I'd be the orange slices guy. As long as you're giving sure. 100%, it doesn't matter what you're wearing. Dude, I'd be the orange slices guy. You know what you're Ever. wearing? You're wearing your heart on your sleeve. That's what you're wearing. Do you guys see that right there? No, you can't because my mic's in the way. Couldn't see it. Hey, well. That was fun. I enjoyed that. That, that was fun. You like that? I like that too. I have to thank big shout out to my friend who yep. suggested that. I think we're going to continue that. Yeah, that's pretty wicked. I love it. Uh, awesome. Thanks for listening. Um, follow us at the support ooh, at the BNB pod underscore on Instagram and Twitter at the BNB podcast on TikTok. We're doing lots on there. It's a lot of fun. I enjoy TikTok. I enjoy Instagram too. I've been doing stories. Come ask me questions. It's a lot of yeah. fun. I answer them. Um, check us out at thesports.com. I have been, yeah. I put Dude. like little like question boxes after each Leaf game. I just okay. want people to just express their minds, and I'll just talk to them about it. It's a lot Can of fun. I'm gonna get on that too. I'm gonna, fun. I need the I need the password again. To be honest, yeah, I, that's fine. I'll give you that. Yeah, talk to Brandon. <laughs> We're on there constantly yeah. doing shit. Uh, it's fun. I'll chat. Like, I like talking to people. Keep ripping me on TikTok. I love it. We I will rally you people. up, guaranteed. That's mm-hmm. what we're here for. We this are here to be those guys that you just like. Oh, I hate those guys. But Love you to hate. You're going to keep listening? because We will be the Sean Avery's of the podcast world. I do not care. Okay? We're just gonna like- we are misunderstood, and we are professional when we need to be. 
you'll you'll enjoy spending time with with us. You will enjoy spending the rest of your life with us. You may hate our opinions, but you're going to enjoy us. That's what sports is. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you again next week. Cheers.